0: Welcome back, all you primetime fans. We are on episode 36 of the podcast. I'm your host, Troy, and I'm with my co-host, Ramon. And today we're going to talk a little NFL, a little college football, and free talk. We'll be at the end. May dive into some basketball, too. Alrighty. The first topic, we are going to discuss our NFL power rankings. Ramon, you can go first.
1: All right, number five. We're going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes should be coming back pretty soon. Number four, Baltimore Ravens. Great win against the Patriots. I predicted that, though. 49ers at three. The only undefeated team in the NFL. The number two team, the team I think that's going to beat them Monday night this week is the Seattle Seahawks. And number one, I'm going to go with.
0: All right, pretty good list, pretty good list. Uh, For my list, I got at number five, I got the New England Patriots. They played some solid football in about five of their eight or nine games so far this year. Other four games, they honestly only won because of turnovers and points off turnovers. Not that that's a bad thing, but it finally caught up to them. They couldn't move the ball as well this week and the Ravens did not turn the ball over and give them the game and it ended up well, actually I lie Mark Ingram fumbled and he fumbled a punt but other than that they play pretty clean football and they just they ran all over the Patriots at number four I have the Buffalo Bills I think they're just slightly better than the Patriots overall right now because I believe they have the better defense slightly um, obviously come playoff time I'm I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady, but for the moment, I think the Bills are just above the Patriots. At number three, I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they are currently the number one team in the AFC until Patrick Mahomes gets right. Number two, I got the San Francisco 49ers. Foo's goal, but for now, I'm going to keep them in the top five because they've earned it. And at number one, I also have the New Orleans Saints. 7-1 uh, and one record, five games without Drew Brees, pretty much six because he, he only played a drive and a half against M's uh, overall. Complete football team, offense, defense, special teams. They get the splash plays when they need them, and they currently look like the best team in the league to me. Okay, let's go with our mid-season Award winners So we got MVP We have Offensive Player of the Year Defensive Player of the Year Offensive Rookie of the Year Defensive Rookie of the Year You can include as many or as few as you want
1: And Ramon, you can go ahead Okay, I'll start off with the Offensive Player of the Year No surprise, Christian McCaffrey I don't think he's going to get the thousand, thousand, two thousand You know, thousand Russian thousand receiving but I think he'll come pretty close for that MVP my top three would be Christian McCaffrey at three, Lamar Jackson at two and number one Russell Wilson the man has been playing outstanding and now he has Josh Gordon to throw to, he lobbied to get Antonio, he lobbied for Antonio Brown but he got Josh Gordon so that still works out and I think they're gonna beat the 49ers the first team to beat them Monday night this Monday okay. night coming up defensive player of the year I have Miles Garrett defensive end out of the Cleveland Browns the disappointed Cleveland Browns are supposed to be way better than what they are all that talent offensive rookie of the year Kyler Murray no surprise Defensive Rookie of the Year, no surprise, Nick Bosa, who also has a chance to maybe get Defensive Player of the Year. He might be able to, chance to, maybe able to get both, surprisingly. Coach of the Year, Sean Payton. And Comeback Player of the Year, Jimmy G. Jimmy
0: All right, Garoppolo. that's a solid list, solid list. Uh, I got five in my MVP, and I got two in my rest. So for my MVP rankings, at number five, I have Christian McCaffrey, Uh, I need to see a couple of more wins. It's only because of the wins. Everybody knows the one or the two seed in the conference always gets the MVP. They're not there yet, so I have to move them down just because of that. Well deserving. though. If he won the award, I wouldn't complain. Number four, who I probably should have bumped off my list, but I'm going to leave him for now. I got Jacoby Brissett. Uh, could sub in Lamar Jackson, but I'll leave Brissett for now because I believe he's had a lot tougher road to get to where they're at now. And he just got hurt, which sucks. But I think he, uh, if he, if he isn't out too long, I think he can stay in the, in the chase. Number three, I got Deshaun Watson, Uh fantastic quarterback from the Houston Texans. Uh, shout out to him for. His comments about the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich. Better than Chick-fil-A. Anyway, number two, I got Michael Thomas. The only reason why I have him above McCaffrey is because the Saints are number two in the NFC. And I think that alone would put him ahead. And at number one, to no surprise, even though he's not a top two seed, I got Russell Wilson. He's easily been the number one QB in the league this year. Um... He's just been fantastic. All right, let's see. For my offensive player of the year, I got Christian McCaffrey at one, and I got Michael Thomas right behind him at two. Offensive player of the year, those those kind of awards, you don't really need all the wins in order to get the love. So I'm going to go with McCaffrey ahead of Thomas. Defensive player of the year, I got at number one, I have Jamie Collins out of the New England Patriots. Pretty much first, like, four or five years of his career was one of the top linebackers in the league, according to Pro Football Focus. They trade him for, I believe, a second-round pick to the Browns. He does absolutely nothing for two years there. They cut him, he goes back to the Patriots, and he looks like the best defensive player in the league again. And at number two, I have Aaron Donald. To no surprise, uh, Aaron Donald's starting to turn it up. And when Aaron Donald turns it up, the Rams go on a run. So hopefully the Rams don't go on a run this year. But as a Saints fan, I want them in the Superdome for the NFC Championship this year. Very badly. I want that rematch. All right, let's go. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Number one, I got Kyler Murray to no surprise. Uh, You could argue Josh Jacobs, but it's usually a QB award. And my runner-up so far is going to be Eric McCoy. Center from the Saints. Normally, linemen don't really get that type of recognition, but Quentin Nelson definitely got that recognition last year. He did not win the award, but he was one of the finalists for defensive rookie of the year. I have to no surprise Nick Bosa. Uh, I mean, he's got like what seven, eight sacks. Uh, He has a pick six, a couple of fumble recoveries. He's just all over the field. And at number two, I'm going to go with Rock Yassin, cornerback out of the Colts. He's had a pretty solid year so far, and the Colts defense is, is above league average. So I believe he, he'll be in the running. He doesn't have a lot of the splash plays or the turnovers, but he's a stout, stout player. Um, Coach of the year, I'm going to agree with you, Sean Payton, with having to deal with no Drew Brees for pretty much... The whole season, honestly. Drew Brees has really only played two games this year. He played the first game of the year and he played the last game of the year that we played. And we're seven and one. Teddy Bridgewater looked like a competent NFL quarterback that is going to get 20 plus million dollars on the open market. So I think he's done a great job. Comeback player of the year award. I'm gonna have to give to Richard Sherman. Um, a lot of people thought he was done a lot of people thought he was finished and I'm going to edge him over Teddy Bridgewater just for the fact that Bridgewater probably will not see much more action this season and I think Richard Sherman leading the uh, 49ers to an 8-0 start will get some recognition so that's my award rankings midseason what you think of mine Ramon
1: pretty solid list pretty solid I, would have I, think, I think he could win it head, I think he could
0: definitely win it Sherman, him Sherman Teddy Bridgewater that's probably your top three um I, I don't know who else could possibly be on that list sounds about right to me alright well let's uh Let's do our fantasy stardom sit Let's do that first, and then we'll jump into college football. All right. Who are you starting this week, and who are you sitting this week?
1: Okay. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna go start this week Tyrell Williams, Oakland Raiders wide receiver. And a six, I'm going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he's going to have that big of a game. I think he'll have a decent game, but I don't – his projected is 20 points or a little bit over 20. Who were the Raiders playing this week? Still think it's a good game, though, but they play my San Diego Chargers. All right, not
0: not, not bad. Uh, I got a couple I am starting Drew Brees against the Falcons I am starting Alvin Kamara against the Falcons I am starting Michael Thomas against the Falcons And I am starting the Saints defense against the Falcons I would would sit
1: Sounds like a trade
0: Whoever is the starting quarterback for the Falcons Probably Schaub I would sit him You shouldn't even have him if Matt Ryan plays, I would not play him either. I would sit Julio Jones against the Saints. I would sit Devontae Freeman against the Saints. And you definitely shouldn't have him. But if some reason you do, I would absolutely sit the Atlanta Falcons defense against the Saints. So if you have any Saints players, start them. If you have any Falcons players, sit them. More you would like to add to the list? it.
1: No, that's about it. That's about the
0: main one that I see. All right, so pretty much covered it.
1: Start Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary
0: okay. is heating up. Frank Gore's
1: Frank Gore only promised Frank Gore is mean, always
0: the, the the goal line back. So left Devin left. Singletary might you know rush ten times for seventy yards to get them down the field, and then he'll put Frank Gore and he'll punch it out from punch it in from three yards out. But nonetheless yeah let's hop into this college football let's start off with our let's go college football playoff rankings uh the official list comes out on tuesday tomorrow week one or first week of it i should say anyways ramon who you got
1: Number one, no surprise, LSU. Number two, Alabama. Number three, Ohio State, the Ohio State University. And number four, I'm gonna go with a random. I'm gonna go okay.
0: with Utah. I've currently kind of got I got six on Melissa. I'll give you my first two outs. Uh, at number one, I have the LSU Tigers. At number two, I have the Alabama Crimson Tide. At number three, I have the Ohio State University at number four. I have the Clemson Tigers and number five. I got Penn State and my last team out at number six will be Georgia. My sleeper watch out for them, Minnesota, Minnesota plays Penn State this week. Whoever wins that game will vault themselves into probably the top five. We ranked around 11 or 12. But they are eight. No, if they beat Penn State, they'll probably go into the top six for sure. Um, yep. All right, let's go uh, Heisman race. I'll go first. I got Justin Fields at number three. I have Jonathan Taylor running back out of Wisconsin at number two, and at number one, I have Joe Burrow out of LSU.
1: What you got, Ramon? Number three, I also have Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Number two, I have Chase Young, 22 solo tackles, 13 and a half sacks, five forced fumbles. He's going to be, a, I think, a pretty great pro. He has a chance to probably go number one in the draft. But number one, no surprise, Joe Future, New Orleans St. Burrow, twenty-eight passing yards, 30 TDs, 4
0: interceptions, 91.2 QBR. Alright, solid, solid. Uh, Chase Young, I'd probably have right at number 4. He's having probably one of the better defensive seasons we've seen from a defensive lineman in like the last like 3 or 4 years. So I could definitely see him getting some recognition. Probably the second best overall defensive season we've seen since Tyron Matthew in 2011. So he is definitely up there. Tyron Matthews' campaign in 2011 was just absolutely absurd, but nonetheless, uh, let's get into the big topic of the week. We have two absolutely massive games in the landscape of the college football playoff picture. Uh, the the smaller of the two is number well. I think they're number 12 in the, or 13 in the AP, but we got the 8 0 Minnesota Golden Gophers taking on the also 8 0 Penn State Nittany Lions. Who do you have,
1: Ramon? Gonna go with Penn State 34 37.
0: One thing the uh, NCAA needs to do better is the scheduling. They got this as an eleven o'clock game. This is probably the second biggest college foot. Or probably the third biggest college football game we're going to get this year. We got Georgia Florida last week. We're getting there's up to this point, I should say, because obviously Ohio State and Penn State is going to be huge. But uh, we've got Georgia Florida last week. We got this game, and then we got, of course, the big one that I'm going to mention later. But eleven o'clock in the morning start for a game like this is absurd. Uh, if LSU's forced to be stuck in the 2.30 time slot on CBS, this should be like a six, seven, eight o'clock game on ESPN or ABC. But I am going to agree with you. I think Penn State is going to get the tough road win. I think they'll grind it out. 32 to 24 over Minnesota. And the moment y'all have all been waiting for, we have a Monumental matchup in the SEC. We have the number one overall ranked LSU Tigers traveling into hostile territory to take on the number two ranked Alabama Crimson Tide. And what is being remarked of as the biggest college football game of all time. Also to note, President Donald Trump will be in attendance for this game as a guest of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Ramon, who do you got and why? I'm
1: gonna go with LSU. With Joe Barrow, game-winning touchdown. 35-31. Joe Burrow. All right.
0: MVP. I like that. I'm going to take the opposite. I'm going to have to go. If I had to bet my money, I'm taking Alabama. I think LSU's defense, especially in the secondary. Not, I don't even know. I, it's not necessarily the secondary. It's just our our front seven. Just We got pieces there, but they ain't, they ain't stepping up. Yeah, we don't look like the LSU defense of old, and I think our offense is going to look a lot different against Alabama compared to recent seasons, but I think our defense isn't going to be up to par. I'm going to take Alabama 38-31 in a shootout. I think Joe Burrow will still be the star of the game. I got him throwing for like 295 and three touchdowns. And I think uh, it'll come down to whoever's got the ball last. And I'm just going to go ahead and guess that that'll be Alabama. All right. That will wrap up our football segments for this podcast let's jump into some free talk Uh, is there anything you would like to touch on Ramon
1: great main event horrible stoppage at UFC 244 Nate Diaz got robbed of that those last two rounds Uh he had worse cuts before
0: Maybe not necessarily worse cuts, but he's definitely bled a lot worse. Like that cut was pretty bad above his eyebrow, but he he really wasn't bleeding out of it. He bled a little bit in the first round, but after that, it kind of swole up. It it stopped bleeding. Uh, Overall, I think Masvidal won the first two rounds. Uh, Nate Diaz had his moments, but he did get, he got rocked a couple of times. So I give Masvidal the first two rounds. Round three was pretty close. You could have gave it to either guy. And then coming out for round four, Nate Diaz would have definitely... He would have been full balls to the wall, pressure. not saying he would have won the fight, but I think it would have went five rounds, and it probably would have been like a split decision or a very close, unanimous decision for Masvidal. But yeah, that fight definitely
1: was not over. Going into that, I had... I had Masvidal all, all three of those rounds. The third was the definitely third close. Was closer, but
0: I thought it was probably 3-0, yeah. but I definitely think Mas- or yeah, Diaz, but... at the, like the last two minutes, he won that won those two minutes. So he had all the momentum going into round four. He was picking up the pace. I felt like this fight, I don't think he would have won it unless he stopped him, but I definitely think it could have been like a 48-47. However, yeah. if we get a rematch... Nate Diaz, he, was, he actually had an injured knee. He couldn't train for like the last three weeks. So that means if he's healthy, his cardio's right, and he trains more because he didn't injured. I do believe we'd see a different outcome. I'm not saying necessarily, oh my God, Masvidal has no chance, but I do believe Nate Diaz would put a little more pressure on probably starting in the second round instead of like the end of the third. And I think we could get a close decision win for Diaz. It's just going to be hard for either one of these guys to put each other out because they're just so tough and durable. But, yeah. um, Let's see. Let's touch on – I'm going to touch on the Pelicans. Uh, we started out 1-6. We just lost again tonight to the Nets. Brandon Ingram dropped 40 points, and we still lost. Overall, it's been a pretty disappointing start. Drew Holiday has looked awful. However, there is hope. The team is young. We are developing. There's still a long season ahead. Still got 75 games. So, I'm hopeful that we can get the ship righted. Zion will be coming back in about six weeks. Jackson Hayes needs more play time.
1: Jackson Jackson Hayes is actually
0: getting a lot of play time right now. I think he played like 20-something minutes the past couple games.
1: He looks good.
0: The only issue with that he really needs to work on is his rebounding. He's getting pushed around a little bit by these stronger bigs, and he he ends up giving up boards like putbacks and stuff. But if he could just, you know, get a little more upper body strength and box out a little better, it won't be as bad.
1: Uh, Also, I read recently a trade rumor that Lakers – are trying to get JJ Reddick for somebody named Taylon Horton and Cantavius Kentav- oh, Caldwell Pope, who has no trade clause. But even if he did, that's not a deal yeah. There's no
0: deal because,
1: in my opinion,
0: I don't know. I just I don't see how uh, he waves the no trade clause. He there's no way he would leave a team like the Lakers has a very high chance of being like a top 5 seed in the west to go to a team in the pelicans that'll probably be in the lottery.
1: Yeah, it, I don't I don't see that. Even if he did have one, I don't see where this trade benefits the pelicans.
0: Exactly.
1: So the, like like cuz uh, JJ Reddick, he's
0: he is older. He's not going to play much longer, but he is a positive mentor around the locker room. He's still a knockdown three-point shooter, uh, class citizen. He's a he's a he's a real team guy. And to trade him for a project piece that might not pan out and a guy who is just absolutely awful, I don't I don't see that being ideal personally.
1: Yeah, that doesn't. I don't see that it makes any sense. When I saw that, I
0: thought that was funny. Um, let me see. Yes, like a Jermaine job. Whitehead, safety idea. from the Browns. Uh, he gave up, I want to say, over 100 yards and a score last week against, or well, yesterday against the Denver Broncos. And promptly after the game, he went on Twitter and every. He, I'm guessing he just searched his name, and he was saying some very harsh things to the fan base. Uh, One guy told him he was poo, basically. And he told him he would kill him. This is not a joke. He literally said he would kill him. And he called the dude a cracker like four times. Uh, Nonetheless,
1: he gave gave out the the Browns address. uh, (laughs)
0: It's
1: like, it's like you now you didn't drop the address to your house, you dropped the address to the team facility. Like, asked if you like, wanted to fight, Not the dude said, Yeah, and hand.
0: he dropped his address or he dropped the address to the Browns facility for the dude to meet him, and then he told the dude to kill him. Um, and yeah. to no surprise, we woke up uh, this morning, and the first uh thing to pop up on the headlines was his release. I think it's
1: the Jermaine Whitehead's
0: NFL career is
1: over yeah it's like I like how he said all that and then like you apologize it's like you threatened to kill somebody and then like called somebody a racial slur so it's like yeah at that point apologies is not good yeah it's one of those
0: things where you make your bed and you have to lie in it not a very not brilliant moment But nonetheless It is what it is The only
1: thing
0: that he's called To have another shot But honestly For a guy who's not been that productive And I believe he's 26 years old And I believe he's in his 5th season And he hasn't really done a lot So honestly Like I might just have to pack it up And find a new career buddy for you. Uh, yeah. News in baseball. Obviously, congratulations to the Washington Nationals on their first ever World Series championship. And their star pitcher and World Series MVP, Steven Strasburg, has opted out of the last four years and $100 million in his deal. And he will seek upwards of $200 million in the open market this offseason. He did. Uh, he, he
1: opted out? he won and then opted out. God dang it. You know
0: what that means. Yep, he is probably going to be on the Yankees radar and probably another team, maybe like the Phillies or the Rangers. One of these teams that's got like a solid young core that needs like a star to come in and just further elevate them. So yeah, it'll be
1: interesting to see. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Because you got Strasburg and you have Garrett Cole on the open market. Uh, I think Strasburg's 31 and Garrett Cole is 30, which for a starting pitcher, not too old, good starters. You can see Verlander's 37, 36, 37, and he's still at the top of his game. So there's going to be some, some very uh, open checkbooks. We'll call it that. Basically, there's going to be some teams that go and offer him a blank check. He's going to write down, or they're going to write down what they want, and they'll probably get it. So, once again, congratulations to the Nationals, uh, and good luck to Steven Strasburg in his future.
1: Like I said, shout out to 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 Bryce
0: Harper. Harper. You left a year too soon, buddy. Obviously, he was never going to get that type of a payday or anything close to it from the Nationals, so you can't totally blame him. But I think the Nationals will be all right. They just won the title. They got arguably the best young star in baseball with Juan Soto. Dude just turned 21. I think he hit like 34 home runs, drove in like 100 RBIs this year. Um, yeah, so he's in, they're they're in good shape. Even if they lose Strasburg, they, they still got Corbin and Scherzer. So the outlook of their future is still it's still pretty intact.
1: They can make another run at it. gonna go with a little bit of older it's like a couple weeks older news shout out to the Washington Mystics Elena Deladon MVP played with three herniated disc in her back which is outrageous they even played with one I can imagine three so congrats to her and congrats to Skylar Diggins playing pregnant the entire season the year before yeah that's
0: crazy um but yeah uh the washing the city of washington d c has had quite a run this year. They've won three major titles. the capitals won the Stanley Cup, the mystics won the women's National Basketball Association championship. the Nationals win the World Series. The only thing they're missing is potentially. Not potentially, but they need a rebuild out of the Redskins. They're just, they're, they're awful. Um, they fired Jake Rudin. Probably wasn't his fault. Uh, you can't really blame him when the front office hands out the largest contracts in history to a box safety who is having an awful season in Landon Collins and Josh Norman Who is the highest-paid corner in league history, and he's not playing like it. So, Uh,
1: yeah, I think this is last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he randomly wants. I was just about to say.
0: I could see them cutting ties with him in the off-season and him signing a cheap two-year deal to go back to Carolina.
1: And Then having a two solid years, maybe not playing. No, but, play be a solid, year, but like
0: backup number two, two or years. starting number two, or even maybe in the slot next to Dante
1: and uh, I think he can. I, th- I w- him as our two because I don't. I don't know how much they want to give James Bradbury, but I'm not that big of a Brad Bradbury's Bradbury
0: decent, but he's not number so. one. He's like a Byron Maxwell. He's like, he's an okay player, but some team, like the Dolphins, is going to pay him a
1: lot of money. He's a way better number two. He's a number two master, a number one, basically. Yeah, I
0: could see the Dolphins being that team that uh, gives him a blank check, and he can go pair with Xavier and Howard to see how they can do, but...
1: done Dante the number one duties. Let's go from there. Yeah.
0: So yeah, shout out to Washington. The
1: Redskins are still terrible, but there is hope. Yeah. Hopefully they get get guys some help. Guys is supposed to be returning, but hopefully they give him some help down the road before he decides yeah. to leave after that rookie. Adrian Hill
0: Peterson's having contract. a great season as well. Uh, to no surprise, I mean one of the best running. Terry McLaurin, solid decent. pick up in the draft. Yeah, he's yeah. more of a slot guy, but he can play a little bit on the outside. He runs some good slant routes, good in-routes. Uh, but
1: I think Trent Williams is Yeah, I think the Redskins
0: game. really soiled it because they could have gotten a first-round pick for him. They ended up keeping him. He's going to be a year older. We just came to find out that he's had cancer for the last six years. And... I just uh, he's gonna end up getting traded for like a third round
1: third or second round pick in the offseason Carolina make it happen Chargers make it
0: happen I think that team I think that team probably will be the Chargers Okung solid player but definite definite upgrade in Trent Williams and then
1: we make the big splash Jalen Ramsey, come on over across the yeah.
0: The Rams are either going to trade him in the offseason or pay him. We'll have to see what happens. So I remember two years ago, they wanted to trade for Khalil Mack, pay him, play out the season, and then trade him in the offseason. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. But I think, hopefully, we can get him. And like I said, the Chargers can... Uh, convince Jalen Ramsey to not sign, resign with the Rams and just keep his apartment or condo and then just I, think, I think his uh,
0: fifth year option automatically got picked up because he was traded so he a contract for next year too oh, damn. but well, the Rams they're either going to have to pay him or trade him because he's not, he's not going to show up to camp unless he's either tra- paid or traded so
1: we'll, we'll take him <laughs> yeah. for cheaper We'll
0: Alright, that's about all I got for this week. You got anything else to add?
1: Uh, the Crown Jewel pay-per-view was ass. The Brock Lesnar Kane Velasquez match lasted like two minutes. A little bit around the same amount of time the Kofi Kingston match lasted. Which didn't make any sense. You ended his reign for that type of match and then Tyson Fury beats Braun Strowman in a countout, which made no sense yeah. also Bray Wyatt is the champ but Brock Lesnar I think just went to Raw he like left SmackDown and went to Raw but Bray Wyatt has the Raw championship but he got drafted to SmackDown so I don't know how they're going to do that And the Popeye's. Shout out to Popeye's. Out. I still haven't had one, but you yeah, know. Uh yeah, it's, it's pretty comment, good. So I good. ain't gonna
0: lie. Like I- I'll let you know. Like I'm, I'm a food guy, I'll let you know if something's bad or if something's good or how good is it. I can say with everything that I know that the Popeye's chicken sandwich is without a doubt the best regular Standard chicken sandwich, chicken bun, and not much else on the market. It is delicious
1: so. How would you? Do you I usually get the spicy.
0: The, spicy? Uh, the main major difference is the the sauce. The regular one has like a regular mayo, and then the spicy one has like the Cajun mayo. And me personally, I get a uh, pack of sweet heat sauce on the side, and I put that on top of it. Okay. So I add that to the spicy mayo, and it kicks it up a notch and adds a little sweetness. So overall, it just and of course Popeyes can't go wrong with the fries, the mashed potatoes, the red beans, whatever you like. They got it.
1: Shout out! Shout out! Shout out! Shout out to shout out, with the, the cleaver fire. If nobody ever saw you.
0: <sighs> anyway.
1: And. Can't think
0: of else. Y'all can follow me on social That's media: funny. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Five hundred four boy, Troy. No underscores, no caps. Uh, Ramon. It's Razor Ramon. Twitter, Instagram, rds
1: thirty two, Snapchat. RDH 32 PlayStation which I should have another one hopefully Black Friday even though I'm probably going to change it over to It's Razor Ramon and then down the road if I make a YouTube channel it will also be It's Razor Ramon Call of Duty Mobile It's Razor Ramon
0: and that's about it. Shout out yeah, exactly. to Exactly. Back in a week. He's been gone eight weeks,
1: so. Yeah. Pretty sure he's going to be shocked at how many episodes we've done with him gone. And that's going to add $5 to our pockets for each episode, so. Yeah. $5 each
0: day. like six or seven. Of us. I think this was... This was seven, I believe. I think. I believe so. All right, hey, guys. Episode 36 of Primetime Thoughts. We are out. Peace.